Oh, well, first, welcome to Voices in Japan, and we're, we're uh, joined by a very special guest, aren't we, Ben? We are. John, who's uh, been on the podcast before. Do you remember when you came on last? Uh, it was it was pretty early on, I think, uh, right at the beginning, yeah. the outset you of might the have, podcast. You might have been one of our first guests, I would say, either the first or the second. Early, yeah, early days for sure. Yeah. Welcome back. How have you been since then? I'm honored to be back. I've been great. I've been great. I've uh, just been living my simple yet interesting to me life here in Hokkaido, Japan. I actually went on a great boy annual boys camping trip last weekend to Shakotan. We had spectacular weather, went not scuba diving, went snorkeling, we jumped off rocks, we had a bonfire, we barbecued, we cranked music. It was awesome. And it was, I would say, probably the best weather we've had so far on uh, on those annual trips. We had like two days of blue skies, uh, no rain, of course, and a lot of sunshine and perfect temperature, like 24 degrees. Yeah, yeah, and the water was warm and clear. Good people. Shakotan, I think I said on the last podcast, one of my favorite places in Hokkaido. And you guys just make it that much more special, to be honest. What's your uh, favorite place in Hokkaido, John? Well, I, I, I think I actually said it last weekend. Uh, I may have screamed it to, to the mountains and to the sea that this is my favorite place. Um, but aside from Shakotan, uh, oh, nice. as you know, I'm very partial to Lake Toyo. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like, I don't, I haven't gone there in years, but I really like uh, Taisetsan and uh, just the mountain ranges in central Hokkaido. And, and, you know, and there are so many places that I have yet to go. Um, I, I I don't have a motorcycle and I don't do motorcycle touring like uh, a particular ologist I know by the name of Matt. Which leads us on to our topic today, doesn't it? <laughs> In a really roundabout way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, high schools. And uh, we've all worked in uh, high school before, so we're going to talk about maybe some of the good things and some of the bad things about working at a high school. You want me to start this thing off? All right. Uh, well, let's do it with a little quiz that I've prepared for you guys. Oh, boy. So, so no looking, no look, asking uh, Google Sensei for any of the answers. You've got to rely on the education, whatever remains of it, in, your, uh, in, in the gunk between your ears. So, right. first question. Um, between Australia, America, Japan, South Korea, and the UK, which country has the most school days per year? Most school days? Um, well, it's definitely not Australia. You know, I'm just going to say Japan. All right. What, what's your guess, Ben? <laughs> I would I would say it's definitely an Asian country. Yep. So I want to say Japan or Korea, and I'm going to go for Korea. Ben, you're correct. It's Korea. Ben, can you guess? Yes. Can you guess how many days? How many days they go to school? Yeah. Mm. Well, if uh, you know if let's... you know how many Japan is, it's more than that. I don't know the exact, um, but I'm going to guess about let's say 200 days 400 uh that that would be what the australians consider a school year 200 days uh the koreans average 200 250 220 that's less dude (laughs) (laughs) no i only graduated junior high (laughs) <laughs> at, at 20 years old <laughs> so yeah it's uh south korea with 220 japan 210 mm. 
Although these numbers vary, um, I think actually, I mean, even from personal experience, I think two, Japan can have as many as 220 school days, um, although they're not necessarily all like classroom days. Some of them might be event days or something. I don't know. Mm. Um, after that, okay, who has more? America, Australia, or the UK? America. Yeah, I would say America. Yeah, well, I mean, and you would think America too, just given our imperial might over the world. <laughs> but uh, it's actually the least. Uh, Australia has 200, the UK 190, and America, we only need 180 days of uh, Man, you're only there. obligatory education. You're only there half the mm. time. God, makes sense. That makes a lot of sense yeah. now. Yeah. Mm. All these Americans I've met, I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised about their knowledge of certain things. Uh, okay, here's another question. Name me five club activities oh. that uh, are unique to Japan. Okay. Judo is one. There, there are more than five, but yeah, yeah. So, okay, judo. Yeah. Uh, kendo. Hold on, hold on, Ben. Give, give us a go. Kendo. Us a go. <laughs> yeah. Tea ceremony. Uh, can you please give me the Japanese name for it? <laughs> Ocha. Chado. Chado. Remember, it's got to have do. Right. 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 Okay. Judo, kendo, chado. All right. Awesome. Um. <laughs> What else? What about chorus club? But that's not unique to Japan, is it? I think it might be. <laughs> no, what? We had chorus at my high school. Really? In America. Yeah. Yeah. You, what? You think we can't sing? <laughs> Do it, John. Sing <laughs> we it. We never had it in England. We have, we have choir club. That's kind of different, isn't it? It's the same thing, I think, isn't it? I don't think so. I think chorus and choir are basically the same thing. Okay. Uh, well, there's also there's also flower arrangement. Yep. Calligraphy, like Japanese kanji, you know. What's the Japanese for that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, haven't you been in Japan the longest <laughs> out of all of us? Oh, my brain's full. Uh, let's see. Kanji. Who's, you're looking it up, aren't you, Ben? I can hear clicking. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what oh, John's looking at. I don't know what it's called. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for, for John to tell us what right, calligraphy well, is. Calligraphy is shodo. Right? Shodo. Uh, show being yeah. mm. kaku and then do, the way of writing. Right. Uh, and then kado, right, the way of flower arrangement, ikebana. That's, oh, okay. uh, so those, those are five unique ones. You also have okoto, which is the, the, the kind of four string sitar is a four string no, maybe it's more than uh, four i think that um horizontal that the lap guitar oh kinda. okay uh and then and then in some cooler schools uh you have kudo which would be archery oh which i don't know about you guys but i love me a bit of archery yeah i do too yeah especially on horseback yeah. i'm gonna get a yeah oh tell me about it bro <laughs> or like snowboarding you know <laughs> No, that just going down the slopes and picking off tourists. Archery is really difficult, though. Now I remember trying to do it once, and it's just really hard just to even let the the arrow fly, let alone straight. It is. It is pretty difficult. You've got to put the arrow in the bow. Yeah, you just got to do that. You can't just throw the arrow with your hand, Ben. <laughs> oh, it's not. Well, jabbing, you have man. to. We talked about this. You've got to have. You also you have to have like like a minimum strength requirement. So like you got to be at least as strong as a two year old Ben, <laughs> and uh, and as tall as one. Maybe at that. <laughs> yeah, I probably need to use a children's bow, like the plastic ones, <laughs> toy ones you can get from the supermarket. All this, all this smack talking I'm doing, Ben's gonna remind me the next time in Toyo we. We do some rolling, <laughs> yeah. jujitsu and toya. <laughs> Next thing I know, Ben's choking me out. You remember the podcast? You don't think I can throw a bow and arrow? <laughs> I don't really have any other things to talk but, about, uh, or uh, to quiz you guys about. Okay. But let's 
continue on the topic. But um, a good a good entry into the topic, though, John. I like that. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know a few of those things. Yeah. So yeah. I think I won the quiz. Right. Well, well done, Ben. Well, sure. Yeah. Sure. What's the prize? Uh, bow and arrow. <laughs> a bow and arrow. A bow and arrow too big for you to use. <laughs> but I mean, it's get one. Get get one. Get me one of those that you know the the arrows have the the sticky bit on the end, so they stick on uh, screens on windows. One. Yeah, the suction cup. All right. Ones. Next time I'm at Daiso. But uh, um, going back to club activities, uh, Mm -hmm. in Australia, we don't really have what they call club activities. Um, And so in Australia, we go to school, uh, you know, I think it starts at nine. I can't remember. Ends ends at 3.10. And then everybody just leaves, right? We just go home. And whatever extra sports or extra things we do that outside of school and it's not part of the school at all is that the same in america or england i would Uh, say similar to you matt yeah in australia england like club activities is definitely a big japanese thing like they love them out here don't they they spend a bit too much time i think focusing on those clubs they're there from the high school i was at was uh they get there they do their club activity it's usually baseball soccer volleyball basketball um and they come in the morning so you know there's also track and field as school finishes at three and then they practice and practice and practice their chosen field and they get home at like eight or nine p.m and they do this six sometimes seven days a week just seems kind of insane to me yeah, no, it is. It's it. It's not. Um, the school I'm at currently, like Ben, as you know, it's just a private school. So the few club activities that the girls have uh, wrap up by, I would say, no later than like five thirty, maybe. Uh, but my own high school, which actually I worked at. After graduating university, I came back as a teacher, and I worked two years at uh, that school, Latin County Public Schools in Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that school, and as is typical of of public schools in America, I mean, there were, everything was through the school. So, like soccer team, baseball team, basketball team, football team, volleyball team, golf, tennis, rugby, lacrosse. Uh, and then those are the sports clubs, teams. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, photography, art, Latin club, chess club, debate, blah, blah, blah. All of those are through the school. Um, and I didn't, I never played. I, I was a, a footballer, as you guys would say, a soccer player. Uh-huh. Um, but I never You were You were a footballer? Dude, I played football, soccer. <laughs> For uh, ten years, yeah. Really, I never knew that. I you always... never seen me on the pitch, dude. Yeah, I, I just yeah. always assume you weren't really a uh, a kind of sports guy. guy. Yeah, more. Well, like I'm a... not, which is why I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I always pictured you bringing the oranges on at halftime, John. <laughs> uh, when the water it boy. was orange day for me. No, I was. Uh, I played everything. I played striker, midfield uh yeah fullback and then goal as well but what, I was, just, your, I what was your best position i can imagine you being quite a good goalkeeper he's quite tall no i was i was yeah. i was crap no you know why because i was scared to fall and like <laughs> hurt myself so i would never dive for the ball <laughs> i just watch him go by what, what, i was such a sissy what position were uh, you ben i was a uh, left back uh-huh in the changing rooms, <laughs> as a lot of people joke when uh, when they when I say that. Now, basically, the left back position is the is considered the the worst player position in the team because no one wants to play there, and also it's the position that's least utilised, and also there's not many people left footed, uh, which is the reason why I went for that position because I knew I was going to get in the team then. 
<laughs> it's kind of sad, but nice. That's a nice story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to play. So. It's, all, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like being chosen last to go in goal. But, uh, but I didn't want to go in goal. So, yeah, left back. Uh, and I want to ask you guys, uh, what do you think are some of the big differences about high school in Japan compared to our own home countries? But the biggest one is kind of what we were just talking about, the club activities. Because okay. in England, we don't spend hardly any time training at all. I remember we I, I played in the football team. I was in the football team, the basketball team, the rugby team, the tennis team. And we did maybe one session of training a week and then one game or one match against another school. And that was it. Whereas in Japan, they're training, like you said, Matt, five, six days a week, most holidays too. So also mm -hmm. going back to your original quiz question, John, how, you know, how many school days do students have? Teaching days is is high, but if you include days that they have to go into school, I would say Japan would win because okay. they go in during like summer holidays, yep. you know, public holidays, winter holidays. They're going in just to do these club activities. Mm. Yeah, right. So that's a huge difference, I think. Um, yeah, a few of the differences that come to mind are, yeah, I mean, the club activities, the amount of time these kids are at the school. Um, the fact that the kids wear their uniforms everywhere, like uh, <laughs> even on their days off, they seem to wear their school uniforms outside. Um, but um, I don't know, the whole system's a bit different. The school I was at, was um i don't know it was it it depends what school you go to right you're either working at a good school or a bad school this was a it's a very um like a big sporting school but the big problem i found was that the th the third graders or the the grad the last year right the 18 year old kids man they they've already been ex by october they've already been pushed into a university pretty much and so uh, this is a private school. So by October, they've still got three or four months left to go at high school, but they've already graduated, so they don't even try anymore. And it just seems a waste of time and a, and a stupid uh, system, you know. You mean you mean that they're they're the, the second semester grades don't really matter. matter what they do. Um, yeah. And this, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. And I mean, how's this? I mean, there's one school I do know is that a lot of the kids were failing. Again, this is a private high school, and uh, the pass mark was 50%. So, to make more students pass, they just, instead of encouraging the study, they, um, they just lowered the pass mark to 30%. <laughs> you know, it's. But I mean, these kids. Oh my God! Yeah. They're so exhausted at these schools. They're falling asleep in class because they're practicing baseball twenty-four hours a day. So they're the biggest differences that come to mind. Um, yeah. How about yourself? I mean, you you're in a unique position. You work at a, a different school, don't you? Well, I'm also at a private school, mm. um, and. Uh, it's unique, I suppose, in that it's also a Catholic girls' school. Yeah. Um, which, for any of the, <laughs> well, you probably don't even have to see me to guess what I look like. But if you saw me out in the wild, you wouldn't think, oh, that guy probably teaches at a girls' Catholic school. Um, <laughs> but um, it's so it's a school that traditionally has had a lot of money and like parents pay a lot of cash that their little princesses can go to the school and get a top-notch education, which they do still. Um, but one thing that I think is crazy is that um, kids have to, even elementary school kids, six-year elementary school kids, have to take entrance exams, basically, for middle schools, for private middle schools, junior high schools. Yeah. Uh, and then again, junior high school students, third year junior high school students have to take entrance exams for high schools. 
Um, that's private at least. But um, yeah, it just kind of blows my mind that there's basically, yeah, to, you've got kids taking exams from the time they're 12 years old all the way up to university entrance exams at 18. <laughs> and then you're right after. Yeah, it goes before that even. I, was, I worked at a kindergarten. These kindergarten kids are taking tests to get into an elementary school. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> Five, yeah. six-year-old kids, you know. Like. Um, and the and the. But I think it also it speaks. Sorry, go I ahead. I was just going to say, but the crazy thing is, a lot of these uh, after high school they get into university, and that's when they just relax, and it's very, very difficult to fail university. They don't really need to. I I presume what I've heard is they don't study too hard. At university. Well, I guess they do, but it depends on the university and the kid. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the, the 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 exams and, you know, yeah, from a very young age going all the way up into university, it speaks to this kind of, this cultural aspect that I guess is not, uh, it's not just Japan, it's probably Asia in general, of, like, degrees of um ability and this kind of constant subdivision of all things um like of increasing levels of graduation and skill so like you know kids will get their skiing certification and you'll start with five and go four three two one um and it's just like japan loves like testing god how do i word this I've, I've been more eloquent before but basically like they they love licensing and and it's like video games i mean it's like oh you've made it to level two and now you have this much experience and you have to do these things if you want to go to level three and everybody's going to level three so you got to go to level mm. three too mm. and you see it with like licensure for for cars or motorcycles right it's like there's not just one motorcycle license mm. there's three there's mm. not just one car license it's like you've got a manual or you've got an automatic um you know what's your aiken english test score like just they love that stuff over here um and you can really see it in in the school environment yeah it's very um i, I guess with the, the going back to those club activities i mean I ask, oh, what do you do? I play baseball. Oh, really? There's like 200 kids on the baseball team. <laughs> I'm like, how yeah, many right. players actually yeah. play? Like 10, isn't it? Or something like that. And yeah, but the, the thing is, they, they, they don't study very, or well, some of them do, but a lot of them don't because they think they're going to be a baseball player, which is great. But I always say they might, you know, once if, you, once if you don't become a baseball player, what are you going to fall back on, you know? So, uh, yeah, and the prob the money. problem with that is um, the the coaches in those club teams they seem to have a lot of influence over the the school, as in like the the principal and their homeroom teachers. Whereas like back at home, you would just like go to the coach and say, "Look, that kid is messed around in class. He's not doing his homework. He's not playing." And the coach will agree with you, like, yeah, fine, he's not playing. But in Japan, it's, it won't work that way. Like, he'll say that to the coach and he'll, like, laugh at you. It's like, no, he's our best player. He's playing, regardless of mm. how hard he's studying, uh, you know, how good of a student he is. It doesn't matter. If he's good, mm. he's going to play. So mm. that's yeah. kind of, you know, not very helpful as a teacher because you're supposed to all be, you know, in our countries. Teachers work together in a way to to help the student but i don't think um the way things are done in japan is really helping the students so much in for you know the long term hmm. well and also also just i mean the emphasis on rote memorization and basically studying for the test i mean that's one of the big um criticisms of japanese education is that critical thinking and analysis and doing your own research things like that aren't really virtues uh in in japanese education and it's much more learn the facts 
to pass the test, to move up to the next level, the next run, so you can learn the next set of facts mm-hmm. and pass the next test. Um, and I, I guess that's changing now and, and schools are starting to catch on, but you see what an impact it's had on Japan as far as like innovation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Japan used to be like 80s and 90s technological innovation capital of the world. Uh, and they've fallen by the wayside, at least for kind of electronics and and digital computer related devices. But and even cars as well. However, sex robots are up. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're leading the they've way. They've got the priorities. <laughs> what I've been researching anyway, they're, they're quite good. <laughs> What a, would you? Oh yeah, how's the demo going? <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Um, <laughs> would you? Would you send your? Would you prefer your kids to grow up in a or go to attend a high school in Japan? Oh, I guess it depends on the school, really. Or would you prefer in your own home country? I guess. Yeah. I, I I assume you're speaking to me because I'm the only one with kid. Or are we just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I was talking to you, John. Theoretically, yeah. Hypothetically, <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because I've I've already had like long conversations with people, and they're like, "What are you going to do with your kid? What are you going to do with your education?" My kid's three and a half, uh, and in the states, like three and a half is maybe you would put the kid in preschool, um, but basically, you know, four years old kid goes to preschool, and it's not obligatory; you don't have to do it. Uh, five is five years old would be kindergarten. And then after that, um, from six years old into elementary school. And yeah, most children, or at least where I grew up, go into school around four or five. That preps them for public school. Mm. Um, but over here, like conventional wisdom is you put your kid in school from age three. Um, and then they have basically three years of quasi preschool kindergarten. Then a test before yeah, they go into test, elementary yeah. school. Then they have to they have to graduate. And um, oh god, they have like how many graduations in their lifetime? They graduate oh, elementary and school. And how many how many damn ceremonies? Yeah, yeah. And they have to buy like a a special suit for all of those things and parade oh, around and get given certificates and stuff like that you know mm. as back in back in england we have one graduation ceremony and that's university and that's it yeah. america you have a few more than you you have a high school one and a university one yeah yeah um sorry just to just to finish up on what we were just talking about oh um, yeah your kid's future like, i don't yeah. Yeah, my the future of my child's education. He's currently we've got him in an international school, um, which his mother uh, maintains is necessary to help maintain his English, which I don't think is the case because we both speak to him English at home. But I've had people say like, "Oh, if you want him to be able to go to a Japanese college, you've got to put him in regular public schools because he's got to know all the kanji." It's like, yeah, probably there is a bit of truth to that. Like, there's. A crap load of kanji hmm. to know um but at the same time it's like yeah do i want my kid becoming a zombie in a classroom with 35 40 kids hmm. um with like and not able to like raise his hand and express his opinions and things like that or not be expected to do that hmm. i don't know so again it's still early days with him and his education but if if it were more affordable, I probably wouldn't think twice about putting him through, uh, just keeping him at the international school. Yeah. But it's just so damn expensive. Yeah, right. Mm. I mean, we we might have to. I mean, probably we'll put him in public school, um, at least for like elementary and middle, and then who knows? Maybe we'll send him abroad for high school. Oh, yeah, right. I don't know. I, I mean, now we're talking 10 years down the road. Unless he's uh, extremely gifted. <laughs> like he'll be five years old and going to we're high school. We're still waiting for sides of that. I've, 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 met, I've met your son, John, on numerous occasions, and I, I think he's a genius. I remember he, like, 
when I went to stay at your place and he was like playing the drums. Do you remember that time, John? And I was like, man, I can't believe how good your kid was at playing the drums. He'd never really played them before, but he has the natural rhythm, kind of like, I guess he's taking off his dad. But he plays the drums better than me, but that's not really that difficult. Well, that's not saying much. (laughs) (laughs) Before Um, a three-year-old, I was very impressed. Don't, I was just going to say, don't be too hard on yourself, Ben. You play the triangle beautifully, all right? <laughs> and the recorder. Well, and, and, and the skin whistle. <laughs> and skin flute. <laughs> Next to none, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it is. God damn it. Skin flute. <laughs> so at a high school, John, do you, uh, what's it like to work at an all-girls Catholic high school? Well, I first of all, I have to thank uh, Ben for that because if it were not for Ben's introduction, I wouldn't have gotten the job to begin with. Hmm. So Ben, thanks. You're again. welcome. You're welcome. Been there. Um, I'm still uh, five waiting. Years. I'm still waiting for Four the years. the check to come through the post. But uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, Ben. Of course. Same question goes for you, Ben, because you both worked at the same school before you got fired with that with that weird you know that weird <laughs> thing that went on. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Ben left for his own accord. What's it like to work at the school? Uh, well, I, I thought the, the school is a great place to work. It's like fantastic students. Um, not your standard kind of Japanese high school students. Like these kids are, or these girls are motivated. Um, they, they Most of them. Yeah, mo- yeah, most of them. But also because the classes are really small. Like they range from... 10 to 20 students a class so you can get a lot of you know direct contact with the students you can actually get to know them pretty well um whereas opposed to a regular japanese class would be what 40 students i would say and you can't you can't do anything in a in a class with 40 students you can't really memorize everyone because you see them like once a week maybe that um whereas the school that john works in you probably see those students two or three times a week so yeah, I think the education is yeah. a lot better there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. I I I didn't think I'd like it as much as I do. Um, but yeah, there everybody's that. And again, this is kind of specific to this school because it's a small school, and I mean, what are there? There's thirty teachers total, um, and right now. I mean, compared to when Ben first worked there, the numbers shrunk um, both students and staff significantly. Is that because um, I left? I mean, well, took it now. Everyone's sad. After you left, yeah. the girls, yeah, people are like, they're like, what's the, what's the point? Mr. <laughs> Chen is in here. Yeah, I think the teacher-students relationships seem a bit closer than uh, uh, in Australia. I think because they seem to—I mean, the full-time teachers seem to spend all their time at the high school as well. It just seems like a, a small community, doesn't it? Well, it's 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 nuts. Like the amount of time. I mean, and the same is true, I guess, back home in the states. Um, like. Teachers take work home. They stay after. They come in on the weekends. They come in on holidays. Mm. Um, like today, I was just telling Ben, I was meant to actually be judging a speech contest at Minami High School, and uh, I ended up. At first, I said okay, and then I reneged because I found out I wasn't going to get paid for it. <laughs> um, but I think my boss was a little miffed because she had told me. She had told the guy, the the organizing teacher at the other school, that, yeah, oh, yeah, he'll come. And I actually had exchanged some emails with him. And then I found out I wasn't going to get paid for it. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing that. Like, But that's that's something that's kind of, I mean, it's not just schools. It's, it's all aspects of Japanese work and business. It's like you sacrifice your free time for the 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 good of the cause it's like yeah i need to get paid for that it, it it's true around the world it's like businesses it's amazing how much kind of businesses and jobs in the institutions expect of people without proper compensation and i feel like if you give an inch 
they'll take a mile. Oh, this guy, you can count on this guy to come in on a day off. You can count on this guy to work for free. Hmm. Um, and also, John, if uh, if you did go, you wouldn't be our guest on the podcast today. That's right. Most importantly, I'm I'm getting paid way more for this. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, Ben, you got to pay John some money. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so I got it covered. Got it covered. Yeah, about twenty thousand yen, I think. Uh, I'll I'll take it in in liquid payment uh, at Barefoot. Okay, just <laughs> piss in the glass, Ben. He'll drink that. <laughs> would you do you prefer Would you prefer working at a Japanese high school or a, an American one? Because you've worked at both, haven't you, John? Uh, that's, that's hard actually. I, man, I was such a kid. I was like 24, 25, 26 when I worked at the American high school and it was my old high school, the same one I graduated from. So uniform, uniforms or non-uniforms? No uniforms, no uniforms, which was, uh, oh, that, that was a nice aspect of the American schools. And I, yeah. Um, but that can also be troublesome as yeah, well I, when I like uniforms this. i like uh, not having i to know you do ben i know you do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> i like having to wear skirts you know and, uh, and pull up my socks and stuff uh no I, I i i you know in england we have school uniforms and you know it's just one less thing to worry about especially mm. when you're a teenager growing up you don't have to think about that as well mm. They're very strict on the uniforms here, I find. Also with their, uh, how they look. I mean, girls aren't allowed to have earrings. Obviously, they can't dye their hair. It's got to be cut to a certain length for boys especially. Um, no makeup, stuff like that. Uh, which is, I think Australia's a bit more lax with that kind of thing. Do you guys have uh, uniforms in Australia? No. Oh, yes, 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 we do. Yeah. So similar to England, isn't it? Like, but kind of, kind of a relaxed uniform not to uh not many blazers i would say it's funny to see how um how individual students will kind of like wear their uniform to try and eke out a little bit of like individuality or creative expression hmm. with it you know you'll see like girls in particular will hike their skirts up or they won't won't wear like the undershirt that they're meant to wear or guys will like undo the top buttons and loosen their tie and like put holes in their blazers punk it out a little bit you know or yeah. let the pants sag <laughs> yeah. rebel a little bit yeah rebel a little bit i think that's a good thing you know a bit of yeah express themselves a little you know but i was going to uh, ask you about do you get any bullying at your school john uh, being a girl's school, it's not physical bullying, but there certainly is kind of psychological, social bullying, which is basically... You should stop doing it, John. I should stop it? <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's them against me. <laughs> Let it out, John. I'm here for you. <laughs> um, I mean, kid, teenagers... You know how kids are, but uh, girls in particular, they can just be really kind of cruel as far as like creating in groups and out groups and ostracizing particular, you know, members. And my school being so small is that when you do see it in a classroom of 12 kids, it's really quite stark and it feels quite cruel to, mm. to witness. And I've brought it up with my, you know, bosses and like, this girl is obviously being ostracized. She's obviously being kind of left out of the group activities. And it's funny, like, um, my boss has just kind of been like, yeah, it's a shame. And then turns a blind eye to it, doesn't address it. And it's like, this is, you know, this is why people, this is why you have teenagers that commit suicide yeah, exactly. or like, or, or just or, or, or drop out of school or just completely switch off and refuse to engage anybody because they're, you know, any show of expression, even just raising their hand to answer a question in class will lead to further kind of bullying. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's I mean, and that's a problem in Japan as well. It's like they just they put their head in the sand. Dressing. Yeah, well, I mean, there's um, there's no school counselors, is there at all? Well, no, they don't really have anybody to talk to, I guess. Not really. Yeah. There's a nurse. Yeah. yeah. 
But I mean, that's one difference I'd notice. I've never seen a physical fight at uh, the schools I've taught at. Maybe they're good schools or they're they're not bad schools. But I mean, in Australia, it'd be like, hey, there's a fight on. <laughs> you know, every lunchtime almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, Next hall or, or after school, there's going to be a fight. Yeah, yeah. And you, I've never seen a, a physical altercation at the high school. I mean, I've tried to start so many. And... Uh, <laughs> And they and you always just get smacked down. The school judo girls, man, they just choke me out and throw me down the stairs. Well, see, mate, maybe the whole club activities is keeping them calm and relaxed, so they don't have to be so aggressive. Yeah, maybe it unifies the yeah, school. Maybe, I guess. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's the answer. Do more clubs and then less fighting. Matt, your school is um, it's co-ed, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just from having worked at a girls' school for as many years as I have now. I think it's so much healthier to have uh, co-ed schools. Um, it's just, it helps teenagers socialize better. When I was in high school, I had lots of female friends, uh, plenty of male friends, but like a lot of times I would just hang out with the chick friends, mm. not because I was interested in them, in them like romantically or anything, just because they were super easy to get along with. Because they were different, right. you know. Yeah, I, I do find though in the co-ed school, I don't know, even the the boys and the the girls they're split, right? So the, all the boys sit on one side and all the girls sit on one side. And it, during my English class, you know, I'll hand out cards. All right, stand up. You got to go talk to five other people. And man, it's like Moses and the what the Red Sea or whatever it is. That you just you know, <laughs> the girl, <Part laughs> girls go over one side and all the boys. I'm like. Man, go talk to that girl. Go use your card, you know, and that sort of stuff. <laughs> That's exactly the same uh, at university too. Yeah, like exactly. Even yeah. Then they're just so shy between the opposite sex, and I have to like force them to talk to each other. And it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, that's definitely something very unique to uh, Japan, I think, as well compared to our our home countries. Yeah, and you see these. Well, and that's why Japan has a low birth rate. <laughs> I mean, you see the girls. I mean, these are 18-year-old boys. They're sitting on each other's laps and, you know, hugging each other and all this sort of... They get very, very close. And like, they obviously need to release something. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you, wouldn't, you don't see that um, at an Australian high school. Same with the girls too, you know. They, they, they kind of sit on each other's laps all yeah, the time. Yeah, they're, they're a bit more open in expressing themselves towards the same sex in uh, in Japan, right? Mm. They're not, there's not, there don't seem to be as many kind of boundaries um, in terms of like personal space among Japanese kids or high school students. Whereas like, yeah, I remember back in England, like, you know, it's, it's almost unheard of to kind of, Hug your mates, so, you know, unless it's like a, yeah, a yeah, sport yeah. event or something. Sit on your, <laughs> yeah, right. Sit on your buddy's yeah, lap. Yeah. Touch their hair. <laughs> so what yeah, are you doing? Run yeah. your hair. I mean, it's different when you're camping out at the beach in Shakatan, but like when you're in a public. <laughs> yeah, that's setting, right. Yeah. yeah, what's what happens in Shakatan stays in Shakatan until it goes on the that's podcast. Right. Yeah. One one question I wanted to ask was, uh, what would you say is the most difficult thing you've had to do working at a Japanese high school what thing do you find challenging as a teacher there's it doesn't seem to be much discipline at the school you don't get there's no no caning (laughs) 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 you know that they have different ways I guess or they miss out on their club activity again or something like that but uh, but that's that's the thing they won't they won't miss out on club activity there's almost like no real punishment you can give them yeah there's no detention nothing like that I mean if they fail Mm. their test they get to do it again it's uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that I guess yeah I find that frustrating there's a lot of coddling yes yes John that's the word so not enough uh, discipline oh I was I would say like um, just like kind of unnecessary time wasting ceremony um, that actually comes with literal ceremonies. Like, you know, you have the first day of school ceremony, you have 
uh, ceremony for like the last day of school before summer vacation. Then you have a ceremony after summer vacation, the first day of school back. Um, lots of ceremonious type things that just, you know, it's 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. And it, it just adds up to a bunch of waste of time. Then meetings. Well, I kind of like yes. all that stuff because um, I don't have to go to any of that. So I have a day off when they hand back the test papers. <laughs> don't have to be there. So I quite enjoy it. Like our our meetings, Ben, I'm sure you remember, all the meetings in my school are all in Japanese, um, which which is great because it gives me an opportunity to try and hone my Japanese. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of it, and anybody who knows Japanese, like, there's there's different levels of formality and so when you're going like full-on kego in a business situation or any kind of formal situation like literally the amount of words spoken doubles uh because you've just got to use all this polite language um and so like to say basically to answer a question yes or no takes literally like way more time and and speaking like effort to get it out and and it's very thorough it's thorough to the point of being like inefficient uh, these meetings and they just cover things that apply to a specific couple specific individuals in in the staff amongst the employees and yet all of us have to sit through and listen to it and that happens for various different departments it's like none of this applies to me why are you subjecting me to this when I could be getting other things done? Mm. Do you ever um, do you ever sleep during <laughs> your meetings? Because some teachers do, um, and I'm sure you'd have to you have to be there a certain amount of years before you can pull that off and get away with it. Yeah, I, I'm not off. Uh, the you, you remember Goto Sensei? I'm sure Goto Sensei, who is the uh, Joe Ho, the uh, information technology guy, just like that dude. I mean, it's he comes short of snoring <laughs> in class or during the meetings. I'll turn around and his head's cocked back, mouth open, <laughs> hands on his stomach <laughs> in his chair. Like, Go for it, bro. And, and that's considered okay, right? Is it okay for him okay. because he's been there so long? Like, do you think you could do that? Well, the, here's the thing. No one would say anything to me. Um, but, but it's, and this is like in Japan, there's like quiet dismissal. No one will directly come up and be like, Hey, we saw you sleeping. Um, but the next year for a contract, they'd be like, Oh, we're not gonna, mm. unfortunately we've decided not to renew your contract. It's like, Oh, is it cause I slept every meeting? Oh, well, yeah, there was that. I got uh, one last question, I guess. Really. All right. Uh, what's the best thing about working at a high school in Japan, John? Um, seeing the students' bright little eyes when you walk in the room. In my in my school, um, as Ben was saying, or maybe as you were saying earlier, like yeah, the the relationships that the teachers have with the students is great. Um, like if like a family at my school, kind of a big sprawling family. Um, the kids are mostly polite, <laughs> and they mostly try their best. Um, so yeah, it's a really kind of comfortable environment to work in. Uh, there's very little oversight from my immediate bosses. I get a lot of creative freedom basically to teach whatever I want, however I want, um, which is nice. Um, and then other little bonuses, like it's a beautiful campus. I can go for a walk every day during lunch. I can take off whenever I want to. It's also an eight minute drive from my house so like commuting is yeah like there are a lot of things that make it quite nice the best thing about teaching at high school uh lunch lunch <laughs> uh lunch was my favorite time and uh five o'clock when five o'clock rolled on that was pretty good now my um i don't know yeah i guess Best thing. I worked in a couple of high schools and they've all been kind of similar apart from the one where John works at now. That was probably the best one because of the, the students. But I kind of like it how the the teacher's room is all kind of open 
and all the teachers are together even the vice principal is in that main room too so you can kind of build relationships better in that way i'm not sure what it's like in a in a school back at home if it's like that if uh but if t- teachers had their own rooms right their own classrooms and yeah they stayed there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah right so i can't I, right right it's all the students go to the classroom not the other way around so i kind of like yeah having to share the room with everyone um even though there was zero lack of privacy but i kind of quite liked having to be forced to talk to people in a way because if i had my own classroom i probably wouldn't talk to any teachers at all i think i'm a bit of a bit of a hermit in that respect all right i think uh that's probably about it isn't it for uh for today been going for a while uh covered a lot of interesting things thanks for coming on again john um Ah, oh, my pleasure. It's it's way easier if I don't have to travel across town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think doing the online thing is uh, is better for yeah logistics wise. Um, hopefully, you can yeah, come on again format. in the future. Oh, happy to, happy to. I always got lots of interesting things to say. Yeah, we'll talk about um, something different instead so, of school next time. I was gonna say. I th- have you guys done an episode about like modeling and doing commercial work in in Japan? Yeah, Matt was uh, our guest for that years a couple of years ago, I think, right? Matt? Yeah, talked what, about your career. Yeah, it wasn't very good though. So maybe we should we could talk about that again. I mean, John's an updated uh, version. John's a great hand model. Well, I'm getting, I'm I'm getting ready. To, it's funny because I'm clipping my fingernails right now as you speak. Um, uh, now I'm getting ready to do some work, uh, like a thing for NHK. Oh, so, well, oh. I may have some new material to oh, talk. And Matt, you've and... You're, you've kind of uh, started your career again as well. Uh no, so, no, no, some... Ben, no, no. Oh, you didn't get the part. <laughs> I didn't get it. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, too so, old. Oh, too fat. Go on, get out of here. No, thank you, Ben. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we can talk about the audition. How about that? We already talked about that. Ben, you've forgotten that. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about something else. Okay, uh, well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, check out our social media pages. What have we got? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, if you have any questions, you could also email us at voicesinjapan at gmail.com. And we hope you can join us next time. Yeah, thank you very much. Say goodbye, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Thank you, John. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was fun. See you soon. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Barefoot Bar. Located downtown Sapporo, walking distance from the subway station, there are a variety of Japanese-made craft bottled beers, also a wide range of regular and some very unique spirits and basic cocktails also available, burgers and pub-style snacks with friendly English and Japanese-speaking staff. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash barefootbar. And that's the the animal, B-E-A-R, foot bar.